Just don't be ridiculous, Gavin. The devil had nothing to do with the prime minister. They've got better things to do with their time. Yes. The following podcast contains... You cannot say filth, flying filth, flying filth in front of people. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you started religion because it seemed like a good way to get laid, what the hell were you thinking? No, actually scratch that. I, I know exactly what you were thinking. I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is episode number 383. I didn't go to satanic medical school to be called Mr. And it's part four of Spooktacular 2022. We talk about the most evil man in America, Anton Sandor LeVay. Stay tuned. What the Hell We Thinking Podcast is brought to you by The Church of Dave. We can save your soul and mix a mean cocktail. When it comes to matters of faith, we understand how difficult it would be to decide who and what to believe. Finding the right church for you is tough in today's ecumenical climate. Face it, it's not the decision you want to get wrong. That's why we created The Church of Dave, where we believe in nothing. No, really, we don't. No dogma, no scripture, no weekly meetings to indoctrinate anyone. Worship when and where you want, or don't worship at all. We can give a shit. At the Church of Dave, the way to heaven, or whatever bullshit it is you believe in, is by donating to the Church of Dave. Get us some money, and your eternal salvation is secure. The Church of Dave. All the rest of them are doing the same damn thing. We're just honest about it. Dave bless you. I'm just excited to see my Lord and Savior Baphomet represented in such glorious Italian stone. I do hope his eyes gaze upon me and that my allegiance is recognized. I don't know. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. Protesters took the heavy rainfall as some sort of sign and even brought their own statue of an angel crushing the devil. Part of me wishes that angel statue would come to life and King Baphomet would rise and two eternal juggernauts would do battle right here in the middle of the city. But for what is this battle raging, you ask? I don't know. What stands at the center? To that I say, my soul is at the center. Offered up to the ageless ones, only to be torn in twain. The unveiling here in Detroit is historic. The Satan statue has never before been seen publicly. The Satanic Temple says the statue is a symbol for what they advocate, the separation of church and state. It's like you can't have one without the other, you know? Like I'm equal parts God and the devil. A cloak of shame covers this man, and only supreme light will wash my body clean. But how could that light possibly reach me with the thick clouds of indecency that surround my poor soul? So I carry my wrongdoings on my back like some kind of tormented hiker lost in the hills of misfortune, looking desperately for that peak to rescue him from the valley of depraved habitual self-pleasuring. But again, I find nothing except for sweaty, devastated loneliness and a thousand judging eyes staring back at me from the cover of a stolen Victoria's Secret catalog. I didn't take your mail, Mrs. Pemberton. Stop asking me that. Leave me alone! I remember the very first time I was accused of being a devil worshiper. Praise Satan. It was 1982, Jarman Junior High School, Midwest City, Oklahoma. I was at lunch. Minding my own business, reading my friend's copy of the Dungeon Master's Guide, when a girl walked up to me and demanded to know... Do do you guys worship the devil? (laughs) And I wish I could tell you that I clapped back with some smarmy Hail Satan or something cool like that, but uh, I was 12 years old, fat, nerdy, and terrified that a girl was actually speaking to me. Girls are so scary. So I stammered a denial and hid behind the book so she couldn't see the fear in my eyes. I mean, I was honestly shocked that anyone, much less a girl, would accuse me of being something like that. 
After all, I was at the time a Baptist, and Baptists don't worship the devil. They don't worship anything besides God and their little baby Jesus. I mean, back in those days, that was true. These days, they all worship Trump. And what I didn't know then is that my perfectly innocent game about dragons and elves had a dark reputation. It probably didn't help that the book I was reading had a horned red figure on the cover that, to the uninitiated, looked kind of like Satan. Yeah, it kind of does. But in reality, it wasn't a devil, much less the devil. It was another plane of existence entirely, an afreet from the fabled city of brass, a creature of the inner planes, whereas the devil was from the nine hells, a creature from the outer planes. And while, yes, both of them are lawful evil, the afreet was an elemental power from the fire plane, and various classes of devils drew their power from the planes of hell. And the difference between the two could not be more clearly defined to anyone, and if you can't see that, then clearly you haven't studied your monster manual. What the hell are you talking about? I'm explaining why I wasn't a devil worshiper. Back then, I was still afraid of the devil in 1982. I mean, not as afraid as I was of girls. But these days, the devil holds no fear for me. But you know what? I still tread pretty carefully around women. The devil can't hurt me, but women, they can be very mean when they're upset. And they will hurt you if you flick them with holy water. The power of Christ compels you. Which brings us to our topic this week for part four of Spooktacular 2022, Anton Sandor LaVey, the founder and high priest emeritus of the Church of Satan. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Called by his many haters the father of Satanism, the Saint Paul of Satanism, the Black Pope, the evilest man in the world. The truth about Dr. LeVay is far more interesting, as we shall soon see, but the, the one title that you really need to keep in mind as we discussed him is the title of... Oh, a bullshit artist. And his work in that area is simply beyond compare. Born Howard Stanton Levy, April 11th, 1930, in Chicago, Illinois, to Eastern European immigrant parents. Sources differ on whether or not they were Jewish. It's not actually important whether they were Jewish, but when you're talking about LeVay, the shitheads are going to bring up that they were Jewish, and they probably were, but maybe not. It doesn't fucking matter. It has nothing to do. The devil's not real, and Jews don't worship the devil. LeVay was a gifted musician at an early age. He would parlay that into an early career in the circus. Carnies. What? Circus folk. Nomads, you know. Smell like cabbage. Where he claimed to play the calliope. Now, I remember a minute ago when I mentioned Anton LeVay was a bullshit artist. None of this is actually known for sure. It's just what LeVay said he did. And he would go on, again, according to LeVay, to play the organ at Burlax shows in Southern California. And that is where he met a young Norma Jean Mortensen, who would later become Marilyn Monroe, dancing at the Mayan Theater, and the two of them had an affair. Did that really happen? No, absolutely not, because the owner of the venue pointed out that Marilyn had never been a dancer at the Mayan, and the Mayan had never been a burlesque artist. LeVay, bullshit artist. LeVay then said he moved to San Francisco and became a police crime scene photographer to avoid being drafted into the Korean War. It was during this time, according to him, that he would become acquainted with the darkest aspects of the human soul as he documented the cruelty of man, which would go on to influence his later work in the Church of Satan. 
This gig led to him working as a psychic detective, where he investigated some 800 cases referred to him by the San Francisco Police Department, which, of course, never happened. I said bullshit artist. Indeed, there's no record of him ever working in any capacity with the San Francisco Police Department. But we do know that at the time, he was hobnobbing with some creative types, writers mostly, who worked in the world of the bazaar, writing for magazines like Weird Tales, the Ur-Text for Modern Horror, Fantasy, and Science Fiction. Nerds! Photos exist of LeVay with luminaries like George Haas, Robert Barber Johnson, and Clark Ashton Smith, which makes sense when you consider that Dr. LeVay would go on to create what he created. Oh, and by the way, he, he wasn't a doctor of any kind and never even went to college. By the early 1950s, Anton LaVey was something of a local celebrity in San Francisco. A tech pro. No, 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 no. You see, San Francisco used to be weird. I mean, really weird. I mean, you think Austin's weird now. It's nothing compared to what San Francisco used to be before the tech bros came along. It attracted a lot of exotic characters, and it was a safe place to be gay in a country that had very, very, very few havens for the nonconformist. That being the case, San Francisco had a lot of odd people doing odd things and becoming very popular in the city for their oddness, and LaVey was one of the oddest of them all. He conducted paranormal studies, and he played the Wurlitzer organ at the Lost Weekend Lounge, drove a coroner's van around town, and walked his black pet leopard named Zoltan around on a leash. Most of all, Anton LaVey threw awesome fucking parties. The kind of parties went where people went to see people, to be seen, do lots of drugs, and fuck. Musicians, occultists would come to these parties and get really high, and of course, fuck. And many of these people would become the genesis for the Church of Satan, where they would, of course, do lots of drugs, and of course, fuck. Of course, the Church of Satan describes these early days a little differently when they talk about them. This is what they have to say about the order of the trapezoid. Quote, from the early 1950s, Anton LaVey explored some of the ideas, eventually gaining a reputation as a powerful black magician and San Francisco characters. Others who felt aligned with his philosophy gravitated to him, gathering in his notorious Victorian black house. In accordance with LaVey's exploration of demonic geometry, they took to wearing an odd-shaped black and red medallion adorned with a bat-winged demon and formed a group called the Order of the Trapezoid, which later evolved into the governing body of the Church of Satan. Those who attended LaVey's soirees always comprised an array of professions and pursuits. The Baroness Corinna de Plesson, who grew up in the Royal Palace of Denmark. Dr. Cecil Nixon, magician and eccentric extraordinaire. Underground filmmaker Kenneth Anger, as well as artists, attorneys, doctors, writers, and law enforcement officers. City assessor Rosa Walden might share the room with Donald Warby, one of San Francisco's most influential property owners. Anthropologist Michael Harner with writer Sheena Alexander. A ship's purser might be seated next to a deep-sea diver. A dildo manufacturer next to a plastic surgeon. A famous tattoo artist, the grandson of a U.S. president, the owner of one of the world's largest Fabergé artifacts, all attended LaVey's get-together. The field of fantasy and science fiction person is alone yielded the likes of Anthony Butcher, August Left, Robert Barber Johnson, Reginald Brenter, Emil Pataha, Stuart Palmer, Clark Ashton Smith, Forrest J. Ackerman, Fritz Lieber Jr., 
to name a few into LaVey's circle of magical compatriots, unquote. For the next few years, Anton would lead a series of Friday night lectures on the occult and continue his own studies into esoteric magic. And as these lectures grew in size, LaVey began to construct the basic philosophy and tenets of his new religion, which wasn't a religion in reality, but it sounded spookier to say that it was. And so that it was on Walpurgis Night, April 30th, 1966, Anton Sansdor LaVey ritualistically shaved his head, allegedly in the tradition of ancient executioners, and declared the founding of the Church of Satan and proclaimed 1966 the year one Anno Satanus, the first year of the Age of Satan. Except, you know, that was bullshit too. You want to know why he shaved his head? He lost a bet to his wife and had to shave his head. But... He liked the look, and in all honesty, that shit worked for him, and it made him look thoroughly diabolical and would remain shaven-headed for the rest of his life. But, uh, what if I told you, just as a goof, there's a little bit more to that story? I wouldn't be surprised. According to a 1967 Life magazine article as quoted on Wikipedia, quote, LaVey's images have been described as Mephistophelian and may have been inspired by an occult-themed episode of the television show Wild Wild West. I know y'all thought I was going to do Will Smith right there, but let me tell you, the original Wild Wild West, far better than the inferior product of slapper extraordinaire Will Smith. The original episode of Wild Wild West was titled The Night of the Druid's Blood, which originally aired March 25th, 1966, and starred Don Rickles as the evil magician and satanic cult leader Asmodeus, whose Mephistophelian persona is virtually identical to that which Anton LaVey adopted one month later, unquote. Yeah, Don Rickles inspired the whole aesthetic of the most evil man in America. And what does Don think about that? I think you're making a fool of yourself. I should probably tell you something about the Church of Satan. It's not a church in the sense there's not a building where people go to worship. They have grottos, which are basically meeting places, but they're just houses. LaVey's Black House in San Francisco was, well, that was where LaVey lived, and he hosted fuck parties. But it wasn't like Rome. It wasn't the Vatican for Satanism. There's no Church of Satan hierarchy with cardinals and bishops of Satan. Probably the most important thing that I could tell you, the Church of Satan is utterly and completely atheistic. They don't believe in any divine beings or in life after death. That includes Lucifer the Lightbringer, our blessed Lord Satan. What was that? Was that? Quote it again from Wikipedia, quote, the religion's doctrines are codified in LaVey's book, The Satanic Bible. The religion is materialist, rejecting the existence of supernatural beings, body-soul dualism, and life after death. Practitioners do not believe that Satan literally exists and do not worship him. Instead, Satan is viewed as a positive archetype, resenting pride, carnality, and enlightenment. 
He is also embraced as a symbol of defiance against Abrahamic religions, which Levaeans criticize for suppressing humanity's natural instincts and encouraging irrationality. The religion propagates a naturalistic worldview, seeing mankind as animals existing in an amoral universe. It promotes a philosophy based on individualism, egoism, coupled with social Darwinism and anti-egalitarianism, unquote. LeVay created a church of philosophy rather than a church of religion and then incorporated it as a religion because of the tax breaks. Smart. Very smart. At the heart of LeVayan Satanism lies a core of philosophy drawn heavily from Frederick Nietzsche, Ayn Rand, H.L. Mencken, and social Darwinism, which means some of the worst fucking people and ideas in all of human thinking. Ayn Rand alone disqualifies you from claiming any kind of credibility, and Nietzsche's works have been used by the shittiest human beings around to justify their own personal shittiness. And yes, I get a chuckle out of reading H.L. Reading Mencken, but you have to admit, there has not been a more misanthropic motherfucker that has yet to walk the face of the earth. These are not the sort of people one bases a religion around if you're a people person. They are for selfish, narcissistic, petty, hedonistic assholes, and all of those attributes can be fairly credited to Anton LaVey. And then LaVey just smeared the whole thing with a thin veneer of occultism and magic and then called it a church. In 1969, he assembled all of his various essays, sermons, lectures, and other writings into the Satanic Bible. I should tell you, I have not read the Satanic Bible all the way through. I, I started to once years ago. I got about a third of the way through before I recognized all the Randian bullshit and tossed it down in disgust. The Satanic Bible is not a book of magic. It's not a book of history. It isn't particularly well written because LaVey loves the sound of his own voice. Fredo Hippocrates. Hot calling the kettle black. And he could turn a phrase, but those phrases he turns are all to impress you with how smart, how decadent Anton LaVey really is. And a healthy chunk of the whole damn book is just the full text of a public domain book called Might is Right that is basically a treatise on being the most biggest and most magnificent piece of shit you can possibly be. And I'm sure if the Cheeto Christ could actually read, he would have it by his bedside. The Satanic Bible is a self-help book for assholes, teaching them how to be bigger and better assholes. What the Satanic Bible did do, however was freak out the squares. Dropping right into the middle of the waning days of the 1960s, it lit up the media with a ready-made story of societal decay, moral corruption, and the collapse that was all, that was all ungood and decent in God-fearing America. And the right looked at this book, and they looked at Anton LaVey, and they said to themselves, Hey, this is great fucking news. It is. Because now they had exactly the kind of enemy they needed to get on television and be very, very angry about indeed. The book was roundly condemned by all the usual suspects, both religious, political, and philosophical. It was loathed by serious practitioners of magic because I guess it made them look stupid or moronic for believing that magic was a thing that actually existed. And it was a particular favorite of the anti-cult groups of the 1970s and 80s who considered just the mere possession of this book as sure and definite proof that your rebellious teen 
was well on their way to becoming a member of one of the many satanic covens that existed in the fevered imaginations of the time. It was banned in prisons, was banned in many, many counties and countries, and every time it was banned, it was in the media for being banned, and that made him sell so many, many more copies, which made Anton LaVey so very, very happy. Praise Satan. And definitely Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan attracted a certain subset of celebrities that grooved on his vibe of sex, magic, darkness, and sex. According to the Church of Satan, quote, Since its founding, LaVey's Church of Satan attracted many varied people who shared an alienation from conventional religion, such as celebrities like Jane Mansfield. There's a whole story that Jane Mansfield and LaVey had an affair, which they probably did, but there's also a whole story that after they broke up, LaVey cast a curse on her and that caused Jane Mansfield to die. That's definitely bullshit. Going back to the quoted text, Sammy Davis Jr., as well as rock stars like King Diamond and Marilyn Manson. Yeah, okay. The, definitely King Diamond and Marilyn Manson were definitely the sort of people that would have been associated with the Church of Satan. And they became, at least for a while, card-carrying members. He numbered among his associates Robert Foist, the director of Vincent Price's Dr. Fibs films, as well as The Devil's Reign. That's a huge get there, Anton, just huge. I, no one even knows who the fuck that is anymore, but huge get. Jacques Vallée, the ufologist and computer scientist, who was used as the basis for the character Lacombe, played by Francois Truffaut in Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Ami Michel, known as a spelunker, and publisher of The Morning of Magicians, unquote. That's uh, quite a list. Oh, definitely huge, just A-list celebrities across the board. And look, all of this was good fun for a while, but it didn't last. History.net explains, quote, The Satanic Bible sold nearly a million copies and spawned sequels. The Satanic Rituals, The Satanic Witch, and, Satanic Witch, and Satan Speaks. LeVay hosted witches' workshops and weekly black masses, and within five years, LeVay's Church of Satan was claiming to have 10,000 members in grottos around the world. Adopting the look and manner of a cartoon villain made LeVay a celebrity, and he became a consultant on Hollywood horror films. He collects classic cars, the Washington Post reported, and has several luxurious houses and a 185-foot yacht at his disposal. But LeVay soon wearied of playing the Black Pope. His followers got on his last satanic nerve. Most of them weren't too bright, he grumbled, and many Satanists were obnoxious bores, men seeking sex with the kind of women who were willing to lay naked on satanic altars, along with women who wanted to dress up in witch costumes. You say that like it's a bad thing. It became rather embarrassing, LaVey said. I'd step off the plane and they'd all be there huddled together in their black robes. I was trying to present a cultured, mannered image, and their idea of protest or shock was to wear their lodge regalia into the nearest Denny's, unquote. And by the 1980s, LaVey had largely retreated from the public eye. The satanic panic had taken most of the fun out of being a Satanist for Anton, and his family life, always turbulent, had resulted in estranged children, divorces, remarriages. And in 1980, the FBI came calling asking about a plot to kill Ted Kennedy that LaVey was supposedly involved with. And that story alone could be an episode in itself, but I'm just going to sum it up quickly for now. 
During the 1980 presidential campaign, the Secret Service and FBI received a tip that a plot was in the works to kill Kennedy and that the plot had ties to Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan. Nothing came of it except, of course, for this gem of a quote by LaVey as quoted in Politico. For a man who referred to himself as the Black Pope, the notoriety of being linked to an FBI investigation might have been welcome when he was see first seeking attention for his church, but this older version of LaVey decided to come right out with it. He had nothing to do with any assassination plot. LaVey advised that any political official, he has nothing but the highest regard, especially for Senator Kennedy and his family, according to FBI records. And LaVey could sympathize with the threats that Kennedy often received. He told agents that he had been the victim of physical and verbal attacks because of his position in the Church of Satan. And then LaVey shared some surprising news with the agents. His role as the head of the church was all a charade. Most of the church's followers, he said, were, quote, fanatics, cultists, and weirdos, unquote. The records show his interest in the Church of Satan is strictly from a monetary point of view. The agents noticed he spent most of his time furnishing interviews, writing material, and lately has become interested in photography, unquote. And to top all that, most of this bullshit had been called out by this time. More from History.net, quote, I've decided to withdraw and give up any citizenship in the human race, he told reporter, reporter Lawrence Wright in 1990. Wright was interviewing LeVay for Rolling Stone magazine. Investigating his life story, the reporter found that much of it was fictitious, starting with the high priest's name which was actually Howard Stanton Levy. He'd never played oboe for the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra. He'd never tamed lions for the, for the Clyde Beatty Circus or worked for the San Francisco Police Department. He'd never backed up strippers at L.A.'s Mayan Theater and Marilyn Monroe never danced at the Mayan Theater. He made an allegory of his life. Not his real life, but the fantasy life of Anton LaVey persona, Wright concluded. Wright's elevations shook the Church of Satan, which was already rattled by the occupational hazard of religion, schisms. In 1975, Michael Aquino, the editor of the Church of Satan newsletter, The Cloven Hoof, quit to form his own satanic church, the Temple of Set, accusing LaVey of heresy for claiming that Satan was merely a metaphor and not an actual being. Michael Aquino, by the way, worked for the Central Intelligence Agency and was big in the military-industrial complex to this very day. Other former LeVay disciples ginned up similarly satanic sects, the Church of Lucifer, the Order of Baal, the Temple of Nephthys, and worse, in 1990, LeVay's daughter Zena, the star of the satanic baptism 23 years earlier, resigned as a spokeswoman for the Daddy's Church. She joined the Temple of Set and denounced her father, calling him an ungrateful and unworthy old man and accusing him of chronic sloth and cruelty to her puppy. On December, on October 29th, 1997, LaVey died of heart failure. He was 67. The next day, Zena LaVey announced on a radio show that she'd off the old man by performing a ritual that put a lethal curse on him, unquote. Oh, and definitely know that the Satanic Temple had nothing to do with the Church of Satan, not affiliated in any way, and it is a scam, basically the Satanic equivalent of Sean King. When I first started researching this episode, I thought it would be more about the Church of Satan and that I would talk about the tenets of Satanism, maybe list some of the commandments and the sins that LaVey had crafted for his religion. But as I researched it more and more, I realized this wasn't a story about the Church of Satan for, for all its trappings and occult bullshit. 
is just really a lot of shitty people playing dress up so they can be selfish bastards and have lots of sex. But along the way, I realized this story was about the kind of mind that creates all that bullshit and how he saw religion for what it was and decided to make a mockery of it for fun and profit, which, hey, that's nice work if you can get it. The Church of Satan and its descendants, all of whom take themselves way too fucking seriously, were and are just vessels for a different kind of human stupidity, unfettered libertarianism, and right-wing douchebaggery, a kind of Republican Party with black cloaks. Anton LaVey was a circus huckster, a con artist with a penchant for the dramatic, and like a good con artist, he had a knack for seeing what motivates people, and what motivates people is greed, sex, and power. And he used those skills to craft a religion that told people it was okay to be a prick. Not only was it okay, it was essential to be the biggest prick that you could possibly be. The Church of Satan gets lumped in with the groovy counterculture of the 1960s because time, location, drugs, and sex. But that's, that's not the case. It's truly a religion dedicated to stroking one's ego. LaVey himself said, quote, The Satanist believes in complete gratification of his ego. Satanism is, in fact, the only religion which advocates the intensification and encouragement of the ego. Only if a person's own ego is sufficiently fulfilled can he afford to be the kind and complimentary to others. Only if a person's own ego is sufficiently fulfilled can he afford to be kind and complimentary to others without robbing himself of his self-respect. We generally think of a braggart as a person with a large ego. In reality, his bragging results from a need to satisfy his impoverished ego, unquote. And it goes on further to say, quote, a Satanist knows there's nothing wrong with being greedy, as it only means he wants more than he already has. Envy means to look upon with favor upon the possessions of others and to be desirous of attaining similar things for oneself. Envy and greed are the motivating forces of ambition, and without ambition, very little of any importance could be accomplished, unquote. The Church of Satan is not a religion of the 1960s. It was very much the forerunner of the greed-is-good Gordon Gecko cult of the 1980s personified, do I even need to say it, in Ronald Reagan. Ah, ah, he said it! He said it! Say what you will about the... Abrahamic religions, about Buddhism, Hinduism, all the other isms out there, at least they make a pretense to uplifting other people. But there is nothing redemptive, nothing uplifting, nothing contributive in all of Levian Satanism. It's petty people doing petty things to solve their own petty egos. And what is worse, they believe magic's real which is where we'll pick up next week with the man who inspired Anton LaVey and so many, many other dipshits to think that chanting and ritual sex could actually do anything besides achieve an orgasm. Alistair Crowley. And that is it for our show this week. I have to admit, not knowing anything about LaVey made me like LaVey a lot more than I do now. It isn't that he's a bullshit artist. I admire a good bullshit artist that, hey, created a character loosely based on your own life. That's what I do. You think all these stories I tell you are true? They're not. They're loosely based on my own life. And yeah, I appreciate his takes on religion and how it gets people to wake up religion, but 
but yet don't use the tools of a bad religion to make you rich. I mean, if I if I believed in that, I would be the pastor of an evangelical megachurch. I'd have a private jet and a whole slew of mistresses and probably a pretty bad coke habit. That's the difference between me and all these other asshats. No sense of vision, apparently. Speaking of a lack of vision, rate and review this show wherever you get your podcast so other people can find it and lament your lack of vision and prefer suggesting that they listen to this podcast. We have some exclusive content up for our patrons now on patreon.com slash what the hell podcast. And yes, we will put more up before October is through because the spooktacular goes on and on. And now, finally, this is very important. You need to do everything that Jeremy tells you to do in the closing credits. Otherwise, he will cast a spell on you that will do absolutely nothing because magic is not fucking real. It's just like the devil like that. And so for me, Dave, I'm sure I'm the high priest of something. Bledsoe, producer... Perhaps you're the high priest of a local dive bar. Gavin, and all the fictional priests of Satan on the show, we want to say that old Anton might have been a pretty shitty human being, but he can actually rock a keyboard, and you're hearing it right now. It's kind of fucking cool. And we'll see you all next week. What the Hell Were You Thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What The Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Hello. Alistair Crowley.